Uh, we Kyle, is it fair to say that somehow, some way, although he's had a, a fairly short stint, we've kind of become very big Tanner Anderson fans. Yeah, Tanner Anderson Hive in the building. When when he is doing anything, we make sure to talk about it. We I, we probably spend a little more time on him than anyone else. And I, I think the ASPR team picked up on it because they're nice enough to uh, make him available, and he's nice enough on a game day. We should underline that to join our stupid show in the morning. Tanner Anderson, I'm Dave. That's Kyle. That's Jay. Thank you for joining us. How are you this morning? And Thanks for having me. Thank you. Now, We'll get we'll get the niceties out of the way. I, I should point. You never want to believe what you, you you read on on social media, but I, I'm sure you've heard this before. You uh, you went to a fairly good school, and that that's that's important. Was there a point where you thought, you know, I'm going to this school. This is a great backup in case baseball doesn't work out, or were you always kind of laser focused on making the show? Uh yeah, that's that was definitely the main point. Is um. I wanted to play baseball. I'd always dreamed of playing baseball, but uh, you know, it's, it's a it's a small opportunity to be able to do that. Um, and having school as Plan B is huge. So I'd, I'd like to say I kind of split my focus about fifty fifty. Um, but there was a point, maybe halfway through college, maybe sophomore, junior year, where I was like, okay, I have a real chance here. So then I started to you know slightly shift my focus towards baseball a lot more. I know the football team at Harvard has some limitations in what they can do postseason-wise because of the final schedule. Do you guys have those same restrictions in baseball at all? Uh, yeah, so yeah, the student-athlete life at, at Harvard is, is pretty much just a student life at Harvard. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they they don't they don't really cut any corners. They don't really let us you know do um, a lot of things that I feel like some athletes at other schools can kind of get away with. Um, and they keep it really strict, but I, I really like that because it kept us in line. It made us like actually care a lot about the uh, the student life. Um, and uh, yeah, from from like there are certain points where you know we got snowed in one time in in Tulsa uh, and had to had to miss like a midterm, and our professors were livid about it. They were like, "Well, how are you missing this? You can't miss this. It's, it's not possible." So we had to get the coaches involved, and um, it was finally all. Uh, all figured out, but that just goes to show how much they care about, you know, how, how we you know, succeed in the uh, academic part of school. 2011 Ivy League honor roll member Tanner Anderson joining us. I mean, that's not just like your everyday honor roll, by the way, Kyle. He's going to Harvard, and he hits the honor roll while playing baseball, and you just mentioned it. Uh, there is no difference. So the um, I, I would imagine, and I don't know, I've never played either college sport, that it's football seems a lot more hardcore with what they have you do physically and, and time constraint-wise, but were the coaches, I would imagine, aware of that at Harvard? And I don't want to say take it easier on you, but maybe be more likely to work around your class schedule because you don't have a choice, really, I would think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we didn't have a... a, a perfect schedule every single day we had uh, something called like individuals that took up a lot of our time where guys would come in certain blocks of the day and the coaches would just be around the baseball field um, and they'd work with you know five to ten guys at a time simply because a lot of times we couldn't get you know all 30 of us out to a practice at the same time every day because of the class schedule 
I promise we're going to talk about your A's career, by the way, but we are fascinated, too. We, we always want to get to know somebody the first time we talk to them. You're a history and science major, at least that's what it says. So what, in your mind, was mm-hmm. that going to translate to uh, in the private sector if baseball, for some reason, hadn't worked out? What would you want to be? Well, when, when I first went in and I was a freshman, I, uh, I had a little bit of high aspirations. I wanted to do biomedical engineering. Um, my first semester, I did, I did really well with it. But then when baseball hit, uh, I, I upped the the classes, and um, the, the schedule was so difficult. I, I, I pretty much got wet out in, like, a pre-med class. Um, so then I was like, huh, well, I, I don't know if I could handle these eight-hour labs while playing baseball. Um, and I really love science. And history of science was kind of that perfect mix where it was just enough science to where I was super interested in it, but also – a lot of originality and paper writing, um, and it didn't take as much, you know, time, you know, firsthand time in the lab. And so basically I was like, all right, I want to just do science, and this is as close as I can get. Um, but I didn't really know what it could play out to be as, you know, like career-wise. I would always wanted to do, um, like, lab funding, be like on the fundraising side of, uh, of you know, big-time, like, clinical scientific labs. Well, and, and I know you haven't been there too long, but I'm sure you're aware Stephen Piscotti, uh, who is a friend of ours, went to Stanford, and I, I forget yep. what his major is. It's like biochemical engineering. It's something crazy where he wants to work with wind and solar. <laughs> I, I'm, it makes me Smartest think, team in baseball. Seriously. Like, Confirmed. Now I'm thinking if there was – if like all the A's were sitting around watching Jeopardy, I think it pretty much comes down to Tanner and Steven. I think that's, that's well, your fault, uh, too. Biomedical is uh, uh, biochemical is is way above the uh, the history of science that I did <laughs> in college. So I, I got to keep kudos for that because that's that's an incredible accomplishment. I have I have one last non A's question, then we'll get, then we'll get to some baseball. Do you just carry around like a Harvard degree with you? Oh, you got to. Like I would, I would frame <laughs> it and just have it on me, a necklace <laughs> at all times. No, no, I don't do that. I, I, I a lot of guys would, uh, in college, though, I'll tell you what, a lot of guys would go around the bars and have their IDs on them just firsthand, just, you know, they they, they would call it the H-bomb, and they'd, they'd drop it. And I was I was not over a big fan of that, but it was a thing. I imagine in the minor leagues coming up, I'm sure nobody ever gave you crap for going to Harvard, though, ever, ever, not once. Yeah, well, it's, it's a continuous struggle. <laughs> I, 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 have a, I have an actual baseball right, question here. Here we here go. Here we go. Uh, so you get called up to the A's as a starter. You, you've done some starting in your minor league career. That's primarily what you did in Las Vegas this year. How is that an adjustment for a pitcher uh, going from being a reliever to a starter? Because to a fan, it just seems like, oh, you get warmed up, you go out there and you pitch. But the preparation's obviously got to be a lot different. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's a completely different animal. Um out of relief, which is kind of what I was used to um, in the past, uh, it, there's kind of there's like an adrenaline rush, you know, right before you go in, you know, especially if you got you know, your starters, you know, has base runners on or something, and and you come in late in the game and and you're trying to hold the game where it is, and there's just some it's just an unexplainable adrenaline adrenaline rush that uh, honestly only I think some people get when they start, but I think there's a select group of people that also get that when they start. Um, and for me, it was developing that kind of adrenaline um, because, you know, when I know it's start day, I know I'm going to pitch at this time. And it's not like, you know, I'm building up like it's not like I'm just called on randomly to go pitch. And then I'm like, oh, right. let's go. Let's get it going. Um, 
so for me, it, that was a huge adjustment uh, just because the, you know, the first inning was like, you know, you can't just be lackadaisical in the first inning. You got to go out there with your stuff in the first inning. Um, and then also it's a lot of, it, it's the reason I like it a little bit more than the pen besides the adrenaline thing um, is that you can just get a little more intellectual with that. And I, I know that kind of fits <laughs> my pedigree a little bit, but right. it's true because, you know, you got to get through a lineup three times. So, you know, you got to be thinking, okay, what did this guy do last time? What's effective against him? What should I use in this situation? Without the bullpen, you're just like, all right, I got to cover this one inning. Let's go. I'm wrestle the best thing I have right now and just get after it. Well, hold on now, Tanner, because we had a guy call in last week, a listener, and he said mm-hmm. that there's no such thing as clutch oh, in sports. Point. He said that getting it out in the bottom of the ninth inning with the bases loaded is the same out as you would get the in the first second out of or the third game. inning or first out of the game. Uh, this is a <laughs> semi-popular thought amongst a, a lot of stat heads, too, and I understand the need for stats, and I'm not hmm. killing that, but I have yet to ask an athlete who's <laughs> actually played at the professional level that question and not have them roll their eyes literally out the back of their head. Yeah, I mean, I'm – literally it out is an out so i mean like technically yes yeah, same thing right but no it's not even close it's like i mean yeah there's just there's no way to explain it other than to say like actually do this and see for yourself um because yeah to get three outs i mean getting the third out in the ninth with bases loaded versus you know and you know some random out in the third inning or something it's they're completely different animals tanner anderson joining us speaking of pressure so we go back to your first start for the A's. This wasn't just your everyday start. Uh, as I remember it, I believe you went, you met the team in Texas. There was weather in Florida. So you guys get in late. And then you make your first start against the Rays. Ho-hum. Oh, except for the fact that you're a Plant High School graduate in Tampa, Florida. You're pitching in your hometown. So how does that go? Were you, did you have requests all over the place? And it's Tampa, so I imagine you didn't have much problem filling them if you did. But that's a lot more pressure, I think, than a lot of people have in that start. Yeah, it. Uh, I, I kind of figured it would be as well. So um, when when I told my parents, you know, that I was going to be pitching down there, I told them, I said, hey, you know, invite all the family you want, like invite all the friends you want, like just don't tell me who you invite to the game because I don't want to know who else in like my game <laughs> section. Uh, and I think that worked out perfectly because uh, honestly, it made the moment even even more surreal because after the game, you know, after throwing you know, pretty decently. I went back out to, to see a lot of them because I haven't seen them in a couple months. Um, and when I went back out, there was like 20 plus people. And I was just like, wow, this is really cool. You know? And I didn't expect to see like all those people. I expected like maybe like 10 or something, you know, like maybe three friends and then my immediate family. But there was the people from all over the place that, you know, I had played baseball with in the past. Um, and my parents had reached out to, and, you know, I, I didn't have all those pressures of, oh, look, there's all these people out there watching me do this. So uh, I think it worked out perfectly. So it, it was June 10th. That was the start, and that was game one of that series. So you, you had two more games uh, in Tampa Bay before you left. Did you get a chance? Did you get a chance to get a home-cooked meal? Did you get a chance to spend some time with friends and family, or, or were you just too caught up in everything and, and, and didn't have time to do that? No, I definitely took advantage yeah. of, of, of being <laughs> at home for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, only going to be there for three days and probably won't see him again for another uh, like three months or so. So I definitely, you know, any chance I had pretty much that I wasn't at the field, I was 
either, you know, with my parents out to eat or, you know, I went by the house and I hung out with some family and friends uh, pretty often during that time frame. Do you have a favorite food spot out there? We're big into favorite food here food on this spot. show. Yeah, so. very big into food. <laughs> favorite food spot. Uh, I uh, I live pretty close to a place called Dats, which is it's called D-A-T-Z. It's on McDill. Okay. Um, it is a it's a great restaurant. It's pretty much got a variety of just anything you want. Um, but, you know, if, if we're not talking specifically, Cuban food in Tampa mm. is really good. Yeah. So if you're down there and you ever want to experience like an authentic Cuban, like as close as you can get to authentic Cuban, that is where you go. Now, now, st- sticking on the food here, you, you're you're probably also if you have a chance to be around your house, uh, I'm guessing restaurant isn't always number one priority. So when you go home, right. what what's the meal that you demand? Oh, the meal I demand. <laughs> well. My mom does a phenomenal salmon. Okay, Ooh. probably a weird, a weird answer for you, ah. but she does a phenomenal salmon, um, and we normally do it with a little uh, Caesar salad on the side, okay. and that is easily the the combination between those two is it's perfect for me. I, I love it every time she makes that. Kyle, you can choose uh, between the cheesy Todd, the double D, the biggity big big burger, the cedar plank shim burger. And the Beyond Burger, all at Dats, and and really honestly, uh, competitive prices. I got to be honest here. Um, I've never heard of this place before. It also says, and this is important. When, when do you read this? Burger can take up to twenty minutes because we cook it to order. But trust us, it's our number one seller. I, I if I'm, I'm ever out in Florida, we're we're in Tanner. Yeah, it's it, the menu is is well constructed. There's so much stuff. You you know everything has a little paragraph about it, but you know you get to kind of read behind the and figure it all out. And you know they have really good drink selection. And um, oh, and there's a dessert place right next door called Dill that's also owned by the same company. So after you eat, you can go over there get a dessert, and they do everything over there too. So it's a really good combo. Tanner Anderson joining us. I'm sold. Going to the uh, being a part of that A's clubhouse. This is a question we like to ask all our A's friends. Whether they're a winning team or a losing team, it seems like right now two games under, uh, above five hundred, just, just right there waiting, and you have pitching help on the way too. But it, it always seems one thing in common is the professionalism uh, of the team, the leadership, starting with uh, with the skipper. And it just seems like that locker room is always super tight with goofballs like Chappie and all that. Did, did you get that <laughs> sense right away that you were welcomed in? Absolutely. Um, I've yeah, I, I have never been more welcome into a clubhouse. Um, in my life, and it honestly started spring training because I I was I was traded over from the Pirates in the off season, and you know, it was my first time being traded, so I'm a little nervous. I don't I don't know pretty much anyone in the organization at all, um, and so I show up to spring training, and and right then and there, like I just felt so included uh, and so welcomed, and just part of the team already. The transition up to this level from AAA was. Nothing. It was a breeze, especially when it came to the guys. And I think overall that just gets so much easier and so much sweeter. Do you have a good story about when you found out you were getting called up, or did you kind of have an idea ahead of time knowing that uh, just with the way the A's pitching staff was going and and players getting hurt, 
did you kind of know that that you were going to get called up? Uh, no, I didn't at all. Um, I, I a phenomenal story. Other than uh, you know m- my manager Fran Riordan and uh, pitching coach uh, uh, Rick, where we're basically um, you know sitting in the office and they're like, "Hey, come on in here." And I- I've gone in there a few times, so I wasn't expecting much from it. But you know, they they changed my start date, and they're like, You're "Not going to be starting Sunday anymore. We start Monday." Um, okay, no big deal. But a uh, pitching coach had a really tough poker face. I mean, it was so readable. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. He's over there, like, half smiling, and I'm like, okay, so something's going on here. Like, you know, I don't know what it is. And, and they're like, yeah, you're pitching Monday uh, against Tampa in the big leagues. Ah. And I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. Um, but did I expect to go up? Absolutely not. I mean, I thought I was pitching particularly well. Um I was a little, you know, just thinking about how my results had been uh, down there. But then again, you know, I started to think and realize it is the PCL. There is a little bit of a crush down there as a pitcher. Um, But, yeah, no, I wasn't expecting to go up at all. And hadn't been, like, paying attention to the lines of, like, you know, what what was going on with the starters at this level. And then they hit me with that. So I was super surprised, but also a little bit not surprised because he gave it away so early within the, uh, <laughs> within the meeting. Wrapping up with Tanner Anderson, a couple just real quick fire questions. Hey, this is going to bug the heck out of me. You take the time to spend time with us. We want to take the time to try to get to know you. Is it is it Forsheimer House? Yeah, it's Forsheimer, oh, yeah. Okay. just I it, it, you, you know it's spelled, you know, I, 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 I can read, but... It is. There's a P in there. I can read. No, I'm saying I have basic reading skills, but this is a difficult. Like, there's a P in it. Forzheimer. So yeah, I, I, I got, you. I got you. Okay. Forzheimer. Yep. And then, uh, lastly, no, no, no relation to Brett Anderson, right? We already figured that out. No. Okay. Two, no. two, You're certain because Anderson's a pretty rare last name. Yeah, is there a rivalry? Is there like an Anderson <laughs> rivalry between? Did you guys? Uh, yeah, there's a, there is a club that, that <laughs> you do get invited to join, but that's for certain age. Tanner Anderson's a great sport, and uh, we're happy to meet him. He is a member of your Oakland Athletics, and of course, all your A's games you can hear, including the one today, where uh, hopefully they put up another 16 runs right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. I know it's game day, Tanner. We appreciate your time. We hope we get talk to you again this summer. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Thank you. It's Tanner Anderson.